Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First. I am one of your hosts. I'm CT. I'm your other host, Solo. It has nothing to do with Han Solo. Nope. Right, let's move forward. <laughs> there we go. That's how we started <laughs> off. <laughs> Every podcast is going to start with a disclaimer being like, Solo has nothing to do with Han Solo. I actually hate Han Solo. Oh my god, it has to do with Gundam Wing. It's a Gundam Wing reference. God. Learn your stuff. Exactly. So anyway, we are a weekly podcast. We are. That mostly talks about Star Wars. Yes. Sometimes we talk about other things. But not very much lately. <laughs> no. We we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought about we maybe did. doing a podcast about that, but I'm like, what are we going to talk about? Neither of us loved it. Ooh, yeah. Like, it, it was a fun movie. Was I had a good time, but I'm like, what would we... I was like, maybe, oh, maybe, maybe let's do a Guardians. Like, no. Yondu was cool. Yeah. I really like that arrow. Like, the arrow thing, I think, is just the coolest thing. But that's... Gamora and Nebula, solid. Glad that they, like, had a lot of time for, with each other, but yep. there's not much else to say. Nope. Anyway, back to Star Wars. Yeah, anyway, so uh, this week on uh, our podcast, on Who Talks First, we're going to be talking about fairy tale symbolism within the Star Wars franchise, because yep. uh, for many a, a year, I've been arguing with people that Star Wars is indeed a fairy tale, as said by George Lucas himself. I'm not sh- <laughs> quote George Lucas so so often because mm-hmm. people will like refute things and I'm like here you he's the one person you can't argue with he made this the, of course there is like some validity in the it's up to audience interpretation but there's certain things when the creator is like it's not sci-fi because it's not it's a it's a it's fairy a fa- tale it's, a it's fa- fantasy fairy tale in space uh, but before we get into that, um, there wasn't much Star Wars, like, news this week. Mm-mm. It's a pretty slow week. Um, Empire Magazine came out with a article mm-hmm. that was, like, oh, breaking news from The Last Jedi. And it's just all stuff we already know. Oh. Um, basically they had a little snippet, kind of, this, this makes me upset, um, where they're, like, further confirming that Leia's not going to be a nine at all. Which, yeah, I'm in the same boat. I just really hope they don't just kill her off screen. I just don't want that to happen. I think it would just be so easy to keep her present, but maybe they're afraid that if they keep her present, they're going to be wondering why she's not. But no one's no one's going to complain about that. Right? Like, no one's going to judge the movie because she couldn't have... Un- inevitably, the scenes she's supposed to have with Kylo mm-hmm. that are going to be handed off to Luke. Right. Um, because you're going to be like, well, we, we, we wanted that to happen, but there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do We had this. to give the scene to Luke because he was the only one alive. And I don't think anyone would critique that. I think it's just still possible to keep her present in the films uh, without killing her. Because I want these scenes to happen still, because they can in novels mm-hmm. and comics. Yes. And if you kill Leia, then they'll never be able to happen ever. Yeah, so I just, I just still have my fingers crossed That's, that. Uh, why would you, no? Because there's so much that you could. Other media exists, and it's still important for that character. And, and like, in other media is also super prominent with Star Wars. Yes, and, and also Leia and Carrie deserve to continue on. You know what I mean? I I agree, and I, their fa- and her family agrees. Like Todd and uh, Billy were both. Like, no, you keep Leia in these movies. Like, yeah, Carrie and Leia... Move forward yeah. and get a happy ending because that's what they deserve. Yeah, that's what Leia deserves. And so I'm a little bit disappointed by that. I'm still hoping there's time to 
change their change. Well, they haven't even started. They haven't even started shooting, have they? They haven't started shooting. No. Okay. I really, really hope that some people are thinking they're still considering recasting, and I. I don't like that at all. I don't like that. I I that's my, hate that. That's my least. That's, that's my the bottom least. of the list. That's the option. worst option. Yeah. Is to recast. Uh, personally. Yeah, I I I agree with that. Um, I mean, obviously, my ideal is just. Uh, uh, well, obviously, my ideal isn't plausible, but my mm-hmm. ideal is just keeping her present with old footage. Right. Like, you you just need it. You can have her in the background. Like, it's super easy for her to like have to go in hiding or something like that. She has to work from the shadows, so she won't be present in the movie. Yeah, and I'm like... sure there'll still be, like, resistance base scenes, mm-hmm. like, command scenes mm-hmm. where she can still be there. And I think it probably, given what her role is in TF... Well, given what... They could use footage from TFA, too. Because mm-hmm. that, she is very much on the base giving orders, and I'm sure they have a bunch of footage they didn't use for right. that. And I assure... I'm sure uh, The Last Jedi will have some similar scenes that they could do, but uh, anyway, that this isn't about that. That's just it was kind of a bummer. Uh, nothing else in new was in that article at all. It wasn't very riveting. It was like it's gonna be about Ray on an island, and Luke's also on the island, and Kylo's mask gets destroyed. They didn't and mention he has Kylo. They're oh. like, Luke is confirmed the last Jedi. And I'm like, in the, in the Force Awakens, <laughs> they refer to Luke as the Last Jedi. I don't know why this is still a big thing. I guess Ryan Johnson finally confirmed that he intended the Last Jedi to be singular. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. That was a thing because people were like, "Oh, but the international titles are yeah. are plural." And he's like, "Well, he's like, I didn't have control over that. They didn't ask me." To me, when I wrote it, it's singular. It's singular. So in English, we don't have to worry about that. Nope. That's just how And then our... they didn't confirm it with me. Oops. No, but apparently in some of the languages, it also was singular. Oh. So in some langu- yeah. languages, it was singular, and some other languages, it was plural, and now mm-hmm. everyone's confused? Everyone's confused, but Ryan Johnson was like, guys, I, I intended it to be singular. Mm-hmm. One, because Luke has been known as the last Jedi for a long time now. And, and in a case, like, you didn't get that. From the original trilogy, I was watching The Force Awakens today because I hadn't seen it in forever, and so I was just watching it for some of the stuff that I'm going to talk about in the podcast. Isn't uh, it in the scroll? It is. Opening it, scroll? One, it's in the opening scroll, or I, th- I think it is in the opening scroll, but two, Snoke is just like, we have to go find, like, The Last, last Jedi. <laughs> Blah. I mean, all right. You g- got that. Anyway, that's, that's basically all that really happened in... Star Wars happenings, it's... I mean, it's gonna be a little dead for a while. Going up to the movie, there's only so much that they can yeah, keep releasing. Because uh, people are thinking they're waiting for Comic-Con, and I don't know, I don't think they're gonna go to Comic-Con. I don't... I don't think they are. If they have D23? They have D23 and Celebration this year, and at least the Disney cons have been really adamant about keeping their franchises at their own conventions. Right. Because I think they made Marvel pull out I think out Marvel pull out. Yeah. yeah. And who knows if they'll let Star Wars have something at Comic-Con. I just don't really think so. I think what the big stuff will be a full t- a full trailer they could. I think they would say that for D23. I, 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 I agree. I think they would say the big stuff for D23. Mm-hmm. I know Comic-Con is the big one, but, but if Disney's if Disney's controlling it, they want the big stuff happening at their events. At their own they want yeah. They need that draw. Yeah. 
Exactly. So we'll see how that turns out. But we have the anniversary on the 25th, which I'll be at home for. So you will be. I can't do anything about that. And I don't think much is going on anyway. Maybe just hopefully the Vanity Fair spread. Maybe. That's all I want, really. When does uh, the Forces of Destiny, do we have a release date for that? A summer sometime. Okay. I'm sure it's going to be alongside the dolls. So, like, the first short drops and you can probably... So, it's probably going to be in August. Got it. I thought, recalling it maybe being sooner, but I, if they're smart with marketing, it'll be at the same time as... Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, as the dollies. So, let's... Unless you have anything else you want to bring up. Nope. Nope. Nothing else exciting to happen this week. Let's get down to it. So, we're going to be talking about the fairy tale symbolism in these movies. Uh, let's start off with the original trilogy and just with the uh, formula. I'm going to be talking about a lot of fairy tale, fairy tale symbolism in TFA and oh, how yeah, I think totally. uh, we'll be able to like basically piece together pieces of the story from there because I think there's a lot that they pull from. But just as the bases, like the differences between sci-fi and fantasy and fairy tales... In the original, not the original trilogy, in the prequel trilogy, they tried to introduce sci-fi, and it was awful. They, yeah, George is like, midichlor, and everyone hated it. Yep. So, which is why I always find it so funny that people are so adamant that Star Wars is strictly sci-fi. Of course there's sci-fi aspects to oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's in space. But it's mostly magic. Mm-hmm. Like, when you when your main power is magic... Yeah. It's fantasy. Yes. And I know they Let's, tried giving scientific reason to the Force and then it was immediately garbage. dropped it. Yes. Because everyone hated it. You're like, no, the Force is magic. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. It's telekinesis, guys. You can use other. You can use it for other things, but it's mostly telekinesis. Yeah. You're mostly a psychic. But, uh, yeah. I mean, this is why I think, like, the biggest difference between, like, Star Trek and Star Wars is. And it's why I was not... I, I won't lie to you guys, I'm not very into Star Trek, I never have been, and it's why Star Wars is a much bigger, more important thing to me. No, I completely agree, because I don't like sci-fi. So for the longest time, I thought I didn't like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I also am still on the boat of like, well, I don't really like the original trilogy, just because it's dated, personally. <laughs> Hey there. Hey man, I'm starting to at least accept things of it. Yes. I, I like, obviously, what Here's it does look, for the story. Look at this angel. Yes. My dark angel. But I was like, I don't like sci-fi. And everyone was like, well, you watch Star Wars, it's the best. I'm like, no, I don't like sci-fi. But now, I'm like, oh, this is oh, way more fantasy than I thought it was. When you take the story aspects at its core, you mm-hmm. have like a, like a kind of magical wizard boy. Yep. Who's just learning about his powers. And who has to go save a princess yep. from, not a castle, but... But basically. That. And then the, he, sci- the space version of a castle. Yeah. And then you got Han Solo and Chewbacca, who are like the noble steeds who are along for this journey. And then you got the wise old man and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And you have to go fight the evil dark wizard. Exactly. Who... And, and I'm sorry, like the twist of him being a... Fantasy, I feel like, is a much more character-based... Uh, art form, or yep. like expression, I should say. And I feel like sci-fi is more about the intricacies of the world mm-hmm. that they're building and like the science around it. I agree. And so... It's the difference between Mass Effect and Dragon Age. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, throwing shade. 
You're playing Mass Effect right now. I am. So. And I'm like, you know what would be better? If this were more fantasy-driven. Just saying. Just... And also, when you have... Like, the first movie's called A New Hope, and it starts off with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Which <laughs> is the opening to every fairy, every tale, fairy tale, except for it's a kingdom far, far away. Uh-huh. That's... Remember in Shrek... How their <laughs> kingdoms called far, far away? That's because it's a fairy tale thing to say. It really is. And if you couldn't be more obvious about what George was intending, it's the first line that you see in those films. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, I'm just talking about the mostly the arguments that I get into with people. people. I, I tweeted something. I've told this story before. Um, and it was when people were complaining that women don't belong in science fiction. (laughs) Well, first of all. And I literally said, I'm like, well, and it was about, uh, Jin being the main character of Rogue One. This was when that was happening. Mm -hmm. And some guys were like, women don't belong in science fiction. And one, get out of my life. Yeah, one. And two, well, good for you. Are you kidding me? Uh, well, luckily for you, uh, Star Wars is a fairy tale. And people thought I was joking. They were like, we're blogging. I mean, like, ha ha ha, this is a, like... Huh. No, guys, I'm serious. It's a fairy tale. Yeah. And, like, well, my comment had some jest in it, uh-huh. but, no, it really is a fairy tale, though, so... Uh, it really, really, really is. And I I don't believe that any it's a fairy one tale gender space, belongs but... in one, like, uh, what's the word I think? Genre, genre more than the other? Yeah. No. But I, I hate to say it, like, when it comes to fairy tales, that's more of a, like... Well, dominated only because fairy tales, like we were saying, are more character-driven, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's about character growth. That's what, that's what fairy tales are all about. Mm-hmm. They're about a character going from one place to another and them growing through it. And don't exactly. tell me that's not what Star Wars is about. Oh, yeah. It's 100%. only about Luke's journey. It's about the Skywalker journey. Mm-hmm. It's not about anything else, and that's why there's, it's a fantasy. And I always just find it interesting, especially when you ask like people about Star Wars trivia, mm-hmm. where... You'll find, and like I don't want to say this with obviously 100%, mm-hmm. like, this is set in stone, but generally the male audience, like if you're talking about trivia, mm-hmm. will know every detail about the ships and yep. like the weapons and all like these things, because that's what they're really interested in. But mm-hmm. you'll talk about, but then you'll talk to a more female audience and they're more interested in, like, the character growth like and the who's meanings. Related to that, who like, and, yeah, and, like, what this means. It's the same thing for, like, in comic books, male nerds will remember the issue number that this and this happened. And I'm like, I couldn't remember that to save my life. Because mm-hmm. I don't care about the numbers. I care about character journeys. Exactly. They'll be like, well, what, if you're a real comic book nerd, what issue did Damien first show up in? And I'm like, I don't care, but I could tell you everything else about Damien. I yeah. don't care where he showed up in. I don't care about how tall he is or how much he weighs. I could tell you how he's feeling in his relationship to another character and how much he's grown over the years. I could yeah. tell you about that till I'm blue in the face. And, like, that's actually something I want to save for, like, another podcast is, like, gatekeeping within mm. fandom. Oh, yeah. Especially I've, Star Wars. It's, I and it's really that. bad, especially with TFA coming out where a lot of female fans are coming into it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's caused some and also, ugly stuff. And Rogue One, too. They're like, well, if Rogue One's your favorite Star Wars movie, you're not a Star Wars fan. I'm like, oh, my God. It's, but I, I will save that for another time because I think it's going to be a really... Probably very ranty debate. Yes. Not debate, but... Yeah, not at all debate. We're going to agree with each other all the time. <laughs> but we're 
gonna be pretty angry just because it is really difficult when you're being asked to prove yourself constantly and you're being asked to prove yourself with these minute details of being like what's another name for the the wings on an x-wing like i only know this because that was a trivia question somebody was asked Uh but like you're like i don't care that's not what star wars is about no that's like ask me anything else about the the story itself Mm -hmm. but you don't don't ask me about, like, the small details of what the under part of this part of the uh, gun is called. If you're a real fan. You would know. No. There's no real fans. Oh, my God. <sighs> anyway, so let's cut into the hot and heavy, where we're mm. going to talk about fairy tale symbolism in the current sequel trilogy, because there's a lot of it. Yes. Um, I don't know. Let's start off with, just before anyone wants to argue with me, just in case there is. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Hi, J.J. Hey, J.J. We know, we know you listen. listen to the podcast. How you doing, man? Uh, he... Sorry about any shade that we've ever thrown at you. You did, I, a, you did a fine job. I think you did a fine job. I only have problems with one character arc. Yep. But, uh... So, J.J. Abrams himself, in the commentary for The Force Awakens, said that Star Wars as its court is a, fairy tale. Is a fairy tale story. So we have George Lucas and J.J. Abrams both saying this. And so we know anyway. that J.J. approached this movie wanting to include fairy tale symbolism. Mm-hmm. And he was like, there's certain things that uh, every fairy tale needs. And you need, like, a prince, you need a princess, and you need, need a castle. And, like, oh. obviously one... Mom- Who's the prince? <laughs> Who's the prince? Well, is it Poe? <laughs> well... He looks like one. He looks like he could be a Disney prince, but... We have Maz's castle that obviously mm-hmm. takes place as, as the castle, and uh, we have a literal royal, mm-hmm. like... Prince. Prince. Mm-hmm. If you're arguing who that is, it's... Hey, guys, it's Kylo. <laughs> Just in case you forgot that that's Princess Leia's son. And... That makes him a prince, and also a Skywalker. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. And JJ also calls Kylo the prince in the story. He's... Yeah. Like, it's when Kylo just, takes off his mask for the t- first time, and you're like, oh, and then you see Adam Driver. Who looks like this prince? He's just a dark, weepy prince. Oh, yeah, my my dark, sad, beautiful boy. Here he is. I love him. Uh, I'm like, no one loves uh, Kylo Ren more than uh, Anthony Carboni, who's the co-host of the Star Wars show. He's like, <laughs> more no, than I'm, you? Uh, uh, maybe we're up there. Pretty Because I'm like... There. I live with you. I know your deep, dark secrets. I just keep staring back at this, like, Kylo stand-up figure with his tinfoil hat. There and then go. also gazing past that to your Kylo Ren wall in your room. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Um, anyway, so, and also in Bloodline by, Cla- by Claudia Gray, they give Kylo a planet that he's in line to act inherently rule. Mm-hmm. It's more of a vanity title on Beeren. You don't really do anything besides have people worship you. You're like, I'm the prince. And uh, Leia was offered that title, and she was like, no. My and plan then, was Alderaan. And she's like, I have other stuff to do. I don't really want to be a princess again. Like, How about your son? Does your son want to, to, to rule our planet? And then she's like, really not. <laughs> um, he's kind of... He's going through the stuff. He's going through puberty, and he's like, how old is he? He's like, he's a late bloomer. He's 23. Late bloomer. It's fine. He's, he shouldn't rule a planet, no. But I, I just, like, love how Leia just immediately goes, oh, no. <laughs> no he hate that. It's just, I just want to know what Kylo, like, Ben was like. Me too. Because apparently, like, there's little hints is that he was just kind of an ass. Like, he was just Han. Yeah, well, and... I mean, it makes sense. 
And I'm like, I want to see that. And he's and gone, like, and his dad's gone, and his mom is very busy. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a fucking prince. <laughs> I just kind of, like, hates everything and doesn't want anything to do with anyone. Who knows? Uh, I hope we get Luke Ben books. Me too. In the future. Comics, something. I mean, I'm sure we'll get some stuff in TFA. I'm not sure if we'll get, I don't think we'll get flashbacks, but, because I, I want to actually I think we'll get dreams. be there. Yeah. We'll either get dreams mm-hmm. or hopefully novels and comics in the future because yes. I want to, I want to see a teenage Ben Solo. I think it's a it would be a vast miss miss opportunity if they didn't do that. So I think they'll do it eventually. Mm-hmm. I really really do. After the movies are done though, yeah, is what I definitely think. So uh, we've got the prince and uh, the castle covered, and uh, and like this is just taking words from JJ's mouth mm-hmm. where he calls Ray Cinderella, mm-hmm. which, that was always a kind of a weird comparison to me. Wait, she seems way more like, like Belle, Belle or Mulan, if you were to call her two things. Not Cinderella. I guess because and she ex- escapes this dingy life as a slave, In the but... In the beginning, uh, I can see the Cinderella story mm-hmm. happening, where, she, I mean, obviously she's just cleaning up things for... Mm-hmm. She's a literal slave. Yeah, she her family's gone, and... There's definitely some aspects of Cinderella, I can see why they're saying it, but the the time he makes this comparison <laughs> makes no sense. Doesn't he do it during the, like, the battle? The, no, he makes it during the... JJ makes this comment when she Ray holds the lightsaber and has, like, a force vision, and uh-huh. it terrifies her, and mm-hmm. she starts running away. Mm-hmm. And I can see maybe him saying it because she's... Like, oh, it's like Cinderella running from the castle when it's midnight. But it's more like Belle after she She finds the the, the rose. And like the, yeah. Yeah. And how the Enchanted Rose, like, like one, it's where the beast comes in and is like, fuck you, get yeah. away from this thing. And she gets terrified and runs off yeah. and runs from the castle. And that's where it's like super parallel because then, because one, Kylo's in this force vision and is the one who terrifies the crap out of her and makes right. her leave. leave. Mm-hmm. And then... That's when, in in this in Beauty and the Beast, it's a, par- it's a turning point for Beast when he goes after Belle and saves her. Uh. But <laughs> Ky- Kylo also shows up. But he shows up, but not to save her. He does take her away. <laughs> Literally, it's true, but I guess. Oh my gosh! It's it's she's the Beast. I I because <laughs> Kylo's the Beauty who's like, come here, I'll carry you back because you. Are unconscious. Tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> I'm right. Ray, Harbinger of Doom. She's the beast, and, Be- and Kylo's the beauty. He's like, he go. Here I'll kill you, Mick. But like, in particular, there's so much Beauty and the Beast symbolism. Oh no, there really, One, really is. Uh, it, before we get too tinfoil hatty, like digging it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one. I, I flip back and forth between I think it's intentional or not, but Ray's theme mm. sounds exactly like the prologue to Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. I, I think someone actually tore it, like, not tore it apart, but looked it up, and it's literally one note apart. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's identical. I'll actually, I'll, I'll put it here. I'll put the comparison for you guys to listen to. Oh, wow.
So obviously it is very, very similar. And I kind of flip back and forth between thinking it's intentional or not because John Williams said, like did say, he's like, I, I have no idea if that's... Or I had no idea, like, who Ray's parents are. Mm-hmm. I think he even said she, he thought he, she was Luke's daughter. I might be making that up. That may not even be true. But, obviously, I I don't even think... He probably... I don't know. I don't think he could know, because I don't think JJ knew, J- JJ doesn't have a clue. <laughs> I think... Well, I think JJ knows. Well, Ray knows who her parents were, so obviously JJ had to know. But I think the editor... That's why I think Ray's parents don't matter. Yeah. Is because the editor for... TFA kept saying that they kept re-editing mm-hmm. the force back a lot because mm-hmm. she was like, I don't think JJ even really knew where Ray came from. Right. And so I think that's why it's not really important. Mm-hmm. So he hadn't really figured that out. So he's like, it's not my job to figure that out. I just know she's mm-hmm. no one. I don't need the details of her mm-hmm. nothingness, but it's in there. So... Uh, continuing on with some more of these parallels, this I actually found out about the second part of this before today. Uh, Ray's house has just, like a bunch of trinkets that are very, like Beauty and the Beast, like hinty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, for one, she has a wilting rose in her house, mm. um, and uh, pe- like you can make that argument that it's just her like attempt to make it homey, but it is a wilting rose, and right next to it is something that oddly looks like a bell. It's just a bell that's right next to it, and then right behind it is a teapot. Huh. And so, like, these are other things that you need, but it's just that when you put it all together... You don't need a bell. <laughs> yeah, you don't need the bell. I can't really tell what it is, mm-hmm. but it does, it does look like a bell. I'm only hesitant of it because I know I've got a little bit of a tinfoil hat brain going yeah, on. Yeah, you're like, I want it to be there, so I think it's there. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I don't know what else it is. Mm. It definitely looks like a bell, though. And there's just other little... Uh, Pieces of symbolism in there where, like, uh, Maz calls the First Order beasts. She literally uses that word, and that word has never been used uh, to describe a group of people, or people, in Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Um, And Kylo's constantly dehumanized. He's, like, a creature, a monster, and beast. Uh, And that's... All things that beast gets called in the movie, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. And also, that's something that's pretty uncommon to do to Star Wars characters, I actually did take the liberty of looking up these words in the script mm-hmm. and seeing if they're used at all beforehand, mm-hmm. and, like, literally the only other time the word beast is used is 3PO when he's talking about the Jawas. <laughs> like, oh, those beasts! <laughs> yep. And so I think that, like, uh, the conscious dehumanization of Kylo Ren is, is pretty symbolic there. Mm-hmm. You also have another, the you're my guest line, uh. which... Subtle, but but when you're there, adding, you're adding these little things in there, and like because I know it's a touchy subject. Ray and Kylo is. Um, we all know how I personally feel about their dynamic, but mm. uh, for people who maybe aren't totally on board, like a Beauty and the Beast storyline doesn't have to necessarily be romantic. It's Mm-mm. literally just a person. Helping another person, person find themselves again. Exactly! Like, that's what it is. It's because Beast had given up on himself. Mm-hmm. He'd given up on ever being, like, a human again. Only and then, human again. Human, human again. again. Yep. But it's about... Yeah, it's literally just about a person helping another person, like, regain confidence in themselves and, like, become human again. Yeah. And, like, finding the light. 
finding the light, uh, finding their, like, want to be good. Their humanity. Their humanity. After they've given up, they're like, I deserve everything that's ever happened to me. And the world was mean to me. And I'll uh, be so mean I'll be mean to too. It. And then, oh wait, maybe this isn't the good way to you, be. You find, you come across somebody who has this inherent, like, goodness that begins to resonate deep within you. And you're like, oh, oh, this is what humanity is. Exactly. <laughs> so, honestly, before people get too touchy about it either way, mm-hmm. that's what the story of Beauty and the Beast is. And I think that... It definitely doesn't have to be romantic. No. It can be any sort of, quote-unquote, love story. Mm-hmm. I'd be totally fine if Ray and Kylo didn't end up together, but she still ends up, like, helping him along. Yeah. Totally and fine with that. Do Would I rather them, like, maybe get together? I would. But I'd totally be fine if she also just doesn't like have really, any love interest at all. Yeah. Uh, like, because I, I obviously think it's a really interesting story and involves... And I just know that it would make Rey go through this really interesting character journey mm-hmm. where she really has to fight her own inner demons in order to understand what Kylo has become mm-hmm. and, like, why he's become that way. And just and just because this is a next-generation story where Luke Skywalker isn't going to be the end-all for this, no. these movies. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about the next generation. And Absolutely. Unless, for some reason, Rey ends up being a Skywalker, which I don't believe anymore at all. Me neither. And I just want to, co- like, come out and say, I thought Ray was hands down a Skywalker when I walked out of that movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> Which is so funny, because I didn't. I, I did. It wasn't until the second time where I heard, heard Maz's line being like, your family's never coming back for you, but Luke, Luke could. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, she's, she's not. Uh-huh. But mostly because I was just thinking of the obvious. Well, Charlie. it's because it's of casting. Mm-hmm. Because she looks like Padme's kid. Oh, yeah. She's she's from the Padme line. I just she, That's why I, I like the theory is that she's, like, a descendant of one of Padme's handmaidens. Oh, that'd be cute, yeah. actually. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a cute little thing. So, but yeah, all I had to do with just her look and just how mysterious her parents mm-hmm. were, you just had to assume they were related. And but, because she gets the Skywalker lightsaber, you know, like, guys. Oh, everyone thought it was the lightsaber, and I, I didn't think the lightsaber proved anything at all. I'm just like, that's a Force-sensitive object, and she, that's her proving that she's Force-sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's all that scene meant to me. I just walked out of there being like, oh, it's so obvious she's Luke's daughter. And then second time, I'm like, now, like, fast forward to... 2017 me, and like, she's Luke's daughter over my dead body. <laughs> if she's Luke's daughter, I'm done. I'm done with this, this BS. I sure am glad I didn't buy a Ray Sideshow figure, cause bah, garbage. But anyway, uh, there's, there's like platonic love stories, there's familial love stories, yeah. and romantic love stories. I mean, isn't, in Greek terminology, isn't there like seven different kinds of love? Yeah, I think so. So, love stories don't have to necessarily be romantic. No. I, there's certain parts of me that think it might go that way. I think it's definitely one-sided, going to be one-sided from Kylo. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty blatant in TFA mm-hmm. by the end of it. Yeah. It's just, like, a sad, like, oh, she's... Like, especially when you put the Why comparison of how he treats everybody else mm-hmm. compared to how he reacts to Rey doing the same things. Like, Finn having the lightsaber versus Rey having the lightsaber. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, give that shit back to me when it's Finn, and then when Ray gets it, he's like, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. He was like, hey, uh, let me teach you. We should spar more often. Ow! Why, why did you, you hurt, hurt me? 
Why are you being so mean? I was so beautiful. What have you does, done to me? Does that mean she likes me because she's peeking on me? No. Because we'll, we'll I, I go back and forth with wanting to maybe have this trilogy end without a love story. The only reason why I, like, I'm leaning more towards yes is because I don't think they want to shut the door I, to more movies. I also agree. And also, this is a fairy tale, so yeah. it probably will have a love story. But... Speaking of alternative love stories, because I think this one is confirmed no matter what, basically, mm. is Finn and Rose. Absolutely. And, and if you wanted, there's a character named Rose. <laughs> guys. Beauty and the Beast. But, hey guys, what other famous fairy tale is very prominent with roses? Sleeping Beauty? Yeah! Good job, kids. So I think Finn's story is going to be Sleeping Beauty. Well, yeah, because he's. I have a feeling that he's going to be uh, asleep for the uh, good half of this movie. I. I mean, that's literally they, the only thing I've started shown us. it. Yeah, with something that, I, like, I think is intentional. I don't know if it is, but with Ray kissing Finn, and it's just like the forehead kiss, mm-hmm. and he doesn't wake up. Mm-hmm. It's very. That's not his. That's uh, not the true love story, yeah. and I think that's really the only reason they'd have, when, and again they've. John Boyega has come out and fully said that Ray and Finn are just friends. Yes. So, if it wasn't He wouldn't be allowed to say that if it wasn't true. Yeah. And if he... If he hadn't said that, I'd be maybe more on the fence about where that was going or what Ray's actions meant. Mm -hmm. But since uh, John seems pretty adamant that they're just friends, and actually, I'm not sure they even spend much time together at all in the second movie, if any time. Yeah, I'm still thinking... If they do, it's going to be in passing. And very quickly in Speaking passing. just like, there was interviews with John and Daisy separately, and the interviewer asked them both separately, how was it like being back on set with John slash Daisy? And both of them were like, we weren't together. Not not so much that obvious, but uh, mm-hmm. John told a story about something happened, a story he's already told about TFA, about the oh. set on TFA. So you're like, okay, obviously he has no new, new stories. stories. Uh-huh. And uh, Daisy just says, well, actually, I spend most of my time with Mark. So when we were together, it was like, ah! We was like, oh, it just really great seems to like, see you, yeah. but yeah. It just really seems like they don't spend that much time together in this movie, if, well, if anything at all. Because I'm assuming Daisy spends almost all of her time filming in Ireland. I, I'm guessing she is mostly on Octo. And then... Another Beauty and the Beast prediction of mine, Luke gets off the island, but Ray and Kylo don't. That's... Dad leaves, and then... Yeah, Dad leaves, but Ray stays. Uh-huh. Because Ray knows that Kylo can follow her. Mm. So she's like, I can't go with you. Mm-hmm. But that's just another... Maybe. B-A-T-B parallel that I'm looking into. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, back to, back to Finn. So... Like, with the amount that John really just blatantly... He didn't even sort of toy with maybe, maybe not. He's like, no, that it's going to go in another direction. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that kiss... the Like, kissing the sleeping person mm-hmm. and then them w- waking up is supposed to be, like, the true love. Mm-hmm. And when J.J. is pushing this fairy tale stuff so much, I do think that was intentional of her... We're not saying that Rose is going to kiss Finn and he's going to wake up. No, no, <laughs> no. I don't. Not, not saying that at all. That's I'm not saying, what we're saying. I'm just but... saying this is more symbolism of Beauty and the, not Beauty and the Beast, of Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. where the fact that he should have woken up and that there's just someone else. Yes. Um, 
I do, like... He will wake up to continue his story with another person. And one, so... There's multiple ways roses are brought into Sleeping Beauty. I mean, there's there's definitely versions of Sleeping Beauty, not the Disney version, mm-hmm. where she gets pricked by a rose, mm-hmm. um, which could mean interesting things for Rose. But and also because roses at the... Don't roses blind the prince? Or is that... Or am I thinking of Rapunzel? I think you're thinking of Rapunzel. Okay. Yeah, I think that's Rapunzel. I'm trying to think of classic yeah. fairy the, the, tales. I know, like, the Thorns, like... Gouge out his eyes, but that's Rapunzel. Okay, okay, that's Rapunzel, got it. Um, but one, in the Disney version of Sleeping Beauty, Aurora's name that she's lived by is literally Briar Rose. Right. And then uh, when Sleeping Beauty's asleep, she has, like, a rose over her chest that mm-hmm. she's, like, holding the entire time she's asleep. So mm-hmm. I just think there's... And when you have so many different, like, Star Warsy names... And you name a character Rose. Yeah, it's it's an interesting name. Uh, when they announced her name as Rose, I still am kind of like, well, she's she's super cute, but I kind of just don't feel like Rose fits her. Obviously, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. I mean, but the the, I, the name that I had in my head was not Rose when they like. We didn't get like a full. But we like, saw Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, we knew what Kelly Marie Tran looked like, and I was like. That's why I'm thinking the name has, has more symbolic was, reasons. Yeah, than... I definitely pictured it was going to be like a harsher name. I couldn't tell you what I thought it was going to be, but not something... I mean, no one else really has that human... I guess Finn's sort of a human name, but his name's not even really Finn. It's like F-A-2-N-A-7. Yeah. And do you ever think about how Poe named Finn? I do. <sighs> I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Finn and I Rose think Finn will, will be, be very, very cute, cute. But I think that you had such organic chemistry between Finn and Poe that it's it will always disappoint me that they will never be able to carry through with that. Mm-hmm. And I I do think they needed just a more blatantly obvious love story. So yeah, I think Finn and Rose will probably be the more obvious love story and the more pure love story. Because mm-hmm. I think people will want... There's people who are going to want something a little bit... Just, just watch something more cutesy and their interactions obviously will be more comedic-based. Mm-hmm. They'll be the comedic duo of the film and which is still so interesting to me and i think finn will actually be uh it's just what john was saying i think finn will have the stormtrooper moments that i wanted oh, where, where he just like, doesn't understand human emotions uh-huh. well that's which, fine then good that's cuz that's what i wanted from him originally right. he seemed too aware of humor and i agree but <laughs> like obviously i think finn was wonderfully played i think it was just jj's JJ didn't fully grasp the character, or it was very clear that the Finn didn't all the come time. in until much later, which yeah. is what we knew. Uh, Finn was one of the last characters to be brought into it, mm-hmm. and I think beyond, oh, make him a former stormtrooper. Yeah, they're like, ooh, good idea, but they didn't change what they had written for that character at all. Because I know before he wasn't a stormtrooper. Oh, um, he was just like some guy. Mm. Um, and then someone made the suggestion to make him a stormtrooper, and I just don't feel like they changed much of anything else after yeah. that. Uh, I'm excited for him, too. Yeah, it'll be... He'll go on a real nice adventure, and we'll see if, uh, Poe... Dies. <laughs> we'll, I don't... He might. He might. It's possible. I, I can't imagine, because they keep flipping back and forth between his TFA darker, mm-hmm. depending on who you're talking to... Half of them are like, it's a lot darker, and other people are like, actually, it's a lot more funny. Which, if I'm recalling correctly, it 
I think it was Poe who said it was a lot darker, and I think it was even Adam Driver who said it was a lot funnier. <laughs> He's like, Kylo's a hoot. He's actually, I because I was rewatching the movie today, I'm like, Kylo's really funny. He is! And he, like, intentionally tells jokes, like, a few times. Does he? Yeah. Just the sass, where it's, like, the droid stole the freighter, and, like, uh-huh. well, no, not not the, um, the droid stole the freighter. And when he's, like, super sassy to Hux, and he's like, ah, your, your men seem uh, really highly trained in high treason, so, uh, good job, you! <laughs> Man! He's just a sassy asshole. He's like, Han Solo is my dad! <laughs> it's quite obvious when you take those lines. When you take Han Solo and Princess Leia and have them be a, make a kid, it's gonna be a sass master. Mm-hmm. Sass master. So, anything... So, anyway, is there anything uh, else you want to add that you feel like you want to talk about? Uh, just uh, TFA-wise? In fairy tales? Yeah. Uh... I think we kind of touched on most of the things. I can't really think of anything to add TFA-wise. You can... I mean, if you go Tangled, Ray, Punzel, and Finn Ryder. Uh... Cute. I'm just trying to add more fun things, but... Are you gonna Are you gonna try to defend BB-8 again? <gasps> I am! Hold on, kids! Because you, you said that you had some stuff, and I'm like, it's never gonna work. Oh, no, I have nothing new about BB-8, but I'm still... BB-8, guys, we d- what does it stand for? Beauty and the Beast. Because How? All right, guys. So BB, obviously, Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Eight. And the A-T-8. BB-8. What? Yes. A-T-8. What? What does that even mean? <laughs> so, eight, like, and the A-T. Oh, my God. Eight. At. at but if you say eight. A-T, if you Nobody say A-T really eight. quick. If you say A-T really quickly, though, at. you get eight. At. <laughs> if you say A-T really quickly, it's at. Or, if you take the little and symbol, kind of looks like an eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> or, I think someone brought this up in comments, because they weren't with me. <laughs> no! <laughs> the one person. <laughs> the one person who almost got me. And then I was like, wait, you're wrong, it's the seventh movie. They were like, the eighth Though, the eighth, though, in chronological order. Rogue One hadn't come out yet. But they knew Rogue One was going to come out. It's a standalone. But it could be predicting that episode eight is where you really see it. No. Because then if Han Solo comes out, it's the ninth one chronologically. And it still doesn't work. Damn it. Or. No. Guys. Or it just doesn't work. Or. Both of the beasts in Kylo's human names. Or Adam. Nailed it. I'm out, everybody. But Adam's not even 